Hello and welcome to Arizona Youth Ministries Podcast. The mission of this show is to engage and support apostolic young people in Arizona and abroad. You can support this podcast by leaving us a review in your favorite podcast app. We'd also ask that you share this episode with your friends. We're so excited you're here with us today. Let's get started. Praise the Lord, everybody. Are you excited about being in the house of the Lord today? I'm excited about being in the house of the Lord today. I'm so glad that you decided to show up for a morning service. Now, I'm under the persuasion that there is no such thing as just a service. There's no such thing as just a morning session. And there's no such thing as just church. But I believe that every time we come into the house of God, we have an opportunity to stand before the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords and to worship him and to lift his name up just a little bit higher. I want to give honor to this music team. What a great job y'all have done. Such excellence. Thank you so much. And to every individual that's here in the house, want to give honor to your leadership, of course. Uh, Brother Strader, I'm just so grateful for you. Thank you so much for having me here. Thank you so much for the host pastor of this church allowing us to host this meeting here this morning. Want to give honor to my best friend in this whole world. Didn't he preach an incredible message last night, Brother Taylor Fish? He is an incredible man of God. You know, if you don't have a friend that can tell you when you're wrong, you don't have a friend. And I'm thankful I got a good enough friend to tell me when I'm wrong sometime. Amen. You know, there's been times in our our lives where I've had these crazy thoughts and he's saying, man, that's the devil talking in your ear, bro. You don't listen to that stuff. And it comes out a little bit more aggressive than that, but I'm grateful for it because in those times I've needed it. want to give honor to my bishop, Bishop Douglas White, Pastor Benjamin White, and um, I want to also give honor to my wife as well. Uh, in her absence, her and my son Onyx are incredible. I could have not asked for better family than them. My son is five months old now, and he is teaching me how to be a good dad because he's a really good baby. And so he's teaching me how to be a good dad. Well, I've gone through the preliminaries today, and I want to tell you why I'm here this morning. I'm here because the Lord wants to empower some people in the building today. I'm here because God wants to help us understand what type of power we have in the house. I believe that the Lord has his hand on this district. The Lord has his hand on the young people here in this building, but I think it's time for us to begin to operate in our purpose and in our power today. I have some of you that believe that, but before we get done, hopefully every single one of you in the house believe that, amen? Book of 1 Corinthians chapter 6, we're going to start at verse 9. 1 Corinthians 6 starting at verse 9 
I apologize if I missed anybody. I love you. I appreciate you. So grateful to see a few familiar faces here in the house. So grateful for you. Let's go to the word of the Lord today. Know ye not that the unrighteous shall not inherit the kingdom of God. Be not deceived, neither fornicators, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor effeminate, nor abusers of themselves with mankind, nor thieves, nor covetous, nor drunkards, nor, nor revilers, nor extortioners shall inherit the kingdom of God. And such were some of you. Look at your neighbor and say, such were some of you. But ye are washed, but ye are sanctified, but ye are justified in the name of the Lord Jesus and by the Spirit of our God. And the next scripture says this, all things are lawful unto me, but all things are not expedient. All things are lawful for me, but I will not be brought under the power of any. If you'll hold off on my title for a little bit, I'm just going to get started today. Is that okay? I'll let you know when to put the title up. All things are lawful unto me, but all things are not expedient. All things are lawful for me, but I will not be brought under the power of any. Can y'all say that with me? I will not be brought under the power of any. Why don't we put our Bibles down and raise our hands in the house and ask the Lord to have his way in the service this morning. Lord, we love you. We're grateful for your presence and grateful for your spirit, God, in this house today. God, I pray that you would pour your spirit out on every person that is under the sound of my voice. Allow me to stand, God, as a voice for you to speak through and use today to penetrate the hearts of this congregation to penetrate the minds of the people that are here in this house come on this morning I want you to begin to to practice what we learned last night and to begin to pray in the spirit this morning come on you ought to be lifting up your voice and praying in tongues today and say God whatever you want me to do is what I want to do today Come on, you ought to just step a little bit deeper in there. Some of you were holding back during worship. It's time to step in. You step in with your prayer. You step in with your voice. You step in with your hands. Come on, lift your voice all across the house. Shout unto God. You may be seated all across the house. Since the beginning of mankind, there have been numerous inventions that have been made. Important inventions that have literally changed the landscape of our world. Important inventions that have literally changed the way that we live our everyday lives. We have inventions like the wheel. Anybody seen one of those? We have inventions like the wheel, allows us to get around in cars, vehicles. What about light bulbs? Anybody seen light bulbs? Y'all ain't talking back to me this morning. Anybody seen light bulbs? I hope to God you have. All right, we're in this together, church. We're going to do this. I 
I like, I like when y'all talk back to me. Is that okay? What about the nail? Y'all ever seen a nail before? Okay, all right, now we're on the same page. What about a compass? Some of y'all probably have never seen a physical compass in your life. It's probably on your phone, in your maps or whatever, but there is such thing as a compass. It's supposed to help you with whatever direction you're supposed to go. What about the printing press? Or for some of y'all, we just call them printers. How about that? What about the internal combustion engine? Okay, great. None of y'all have worked on those apparently before. So hopefully your car doesn't break down after this. Anybody ever heard of something called penicillin? Okay, great. Some of y'all been sick before. Uh, what about, oh, this is a big one. The internet. Thank you. Thank you. Now there's some of y'all in this house. You don't even know what dial up is. Woo! There's some saints in the house that's saying, Lord, please don't let us go back to dial up. The internet was created and it gave us access to a ton of different things. But a lot of times when you had dial up, you see there was this sound. And you'd wait for an hour for something so small to pull up. It was the worst thing ever, but it was an incredible invention because now we have something called Wi-Fi. See, my mom used to call it wire fire. And uh, I don't know why she called it that. Maybe it's because she knew what it did, but, but she called it wire fire. And so we have things like that. Now here's the big one that I wanna get to today. One of the most important or one of the most pivotal inventions, I think, in the world right now is the telephone or the cell phone. Now, don't y'all get tight on me yet. I ain't even said nothing. All right? I'm just saying it's important. That's it. So we have these things that we carry around with us. Matter of fact, I have one here with me. This is gonna help me to keep time today because there's no clock on the back wall. So that tells me that this church likes to have really good church because y'all don't care what time it is here. So this is a good thing, but I'm gonna keep time for your sake today. So let's, let, let's have a talk this morning about the cell phone. How's about that? The history of cell phones goes a little something like this, and I'm just going to give you a few fun facts to explain to you kind of what we're, what we're going to get into today. Your mobile phone has more computing power than the computers that were used on the Apollo 11 moon landing. In 1983, the first mobile phone went on sale in the United States of America. And the price was about $4,000. Now we're complaining about these new iPhones. I'm personally complaining about these new iPhones. But I guarantee you, I would never pay $4,000 for a cell phone. Can I at least get an amen on that one? Mobile phones have 18 times, oh, y'all are going to love this, germaphobes. Mobile phones have 18 times more bacteria than a toilet handle. Think about that every time you do this. 18 times more bacteria than a toilet handle. Let's move on. Mobile phone radiation can cause insomnia, 
can cause headaches, can cause confusion. The best-selling electrical gadget in the history of the world is something called the Nokia cell phone. Do not raise your hand if you had one. We're not going to talk ages today. Oh, how about this? A thousand phones are dropped in the toilet in Britain every year. Want to know the worst part about that? The only way for them to get that count is if somebody stuck their hand in the toilet to get the phone out. Whoops. More people in the world have mobile phones than toilets. I know, weird fact, but think about that. You can't, never mind. All right. So many Facebook photos and videos are uploaded that it takes 27% of the upstream web traffic. How about this one? An Apple iPhone will consume 0.25, uh, uh, 25 cents, sorry, 25 cents worth of U.S. energy per year if charged one time a day. The technology behind iPhones relies on 250,000 patents. How about this? 47% of millennials, uh-oh, have said in a survey that they use their smartphones to avoid having conversations with people. Or avoid people in general. More people have died taking selfies in the year 2015 than by shark attack. Taking selfies. How about this? In the UK, drivers who cause death by using their mobile phone will face life in prison. And this last one is just crazy to me. In Japan, 90% of mobile phones are waterproof because young people use their mobile phones in the shower. They're so attached to their phone that they can't even get off of it in the shower. Lord, help them. You know, I'd like to say that a cell phone is pretty important. If you were to ask yourself one thing that you probably could not leave the house with or you couldn't live uh, without today or something that you have with you every day, it would most likely be your cell phone. Has anybody noticed anything weird about your cell phone though? You know, as time goes on and you have the same phone, how your battery life gets lesser and lesser and lesser. You know what I'm saying? You know, you used to be able to charge it in the morning and then go throughout the whole day, but now you gotta charge it in the morning and then you gotta charge it about halfway through the day to make sure that it stays alive. Come on, you know exactly what I'm talking about. The moment of time when you wake up, your phone's good to go, and by the time you get ready to leave the house, you're already on 35%. Well, it's tight, but it's right in here. You know, you wanna know one of my biggest pet peeves right now? It's, it's when people are doing things on their phone and their phone dies quick and then they ask questions like, why did my phone die so quick? And then you, then you look at their phone and there's this one thing you can do. If you have an older phone with the button, you can double click that button and it's gonna bring up every single app, poof, that's still running, right? Or you can take your finger and you can swipe up on the phone and you can see all the different apps running in the background constantly. Not even realizing that those apps and those things are completely draining the energy from the phone. 
It's draining the capacity that is on the phone, the capacity that is available on it. Come on, I'm, uh, I'm talking right now to somebody. You're already out of space on your phone. And the only way you're going to be able to download the new app or download the thing that you want to do is by deleting something off of your phone so that you can open up space. Oh, y'all, y'all ain't talking to me. I know I'm right. The only way you can do it is by deleting something off of your phone. But if you would allow me today, I want to help somebody here in the house and bring clarity to somebody for the reasons why your soul and your spirit and your heart has been losing its power and has been losing its, its, its substance so very quickly. Much like the cell phone, your life has been having many things that are constantly running in the background. It's constantly got things running all the time because you have not closed out of certain things in your life and you have not closed out of certain aspects of your world and so you're dying very quickly if you would allow me to preach to you for the next few moments I want to preach to you under this title drained now I'm not here to preach against cell phones today but I am here to preach against everything that would pull you out from the power of God I'm here to preach against everything that would stop you from your divine purpose. I'm here to preach against everything that would lie to you and tell you that you're not in the plan of God or that you're not in the will of God. I'm here to stand before every person to declare to you today that you do have power. If you're Holy Ghost filled, you've got the power of God living on the inside of you. I'm going to try to be good this morning, but I get upset when I see the devil trying to pull the power out of our young people and tell you that you cannot make it and tell you that you cannot do it so I come to preach today to tell somebody that you don't have to be drained you don't have to be drained in your life it's going to take some group participation here in this house because the Holy Ghost is going to help us today. Acts 1 and 8 says this, but ye shall receive power after the Holy Ghost has come upon you and ye shall be witnesses in Jerusalem and all Judea and Samaria and unto the uttermost parts of the earth. I come to tell somebody if you got the Holy Ghost, you've got power living on the inside of you. Well, I feel like preaching this morning. If you got the Holy Ghost, you got the power to tread on serpents. If you got the Holy Ghost, you got the power to cast out devils. If you got the Holy Ghost, you got the power to lay hands on the sick and see them healed. I wish I had somebody that really believed that. If you got the Holy Ghost, you got the Spirit of God living on the inside of you. If you got the Holy Ghost, you got the power to prophesy and speak things into the atmosphere. If you got the Holy Ghost, you got the anointing of God living on the inside of you. You know, I think so many times we bypass this part in the scripture right here. And ye shall be witnesses. You know what I like about this? If you're going to be a witness to somebody, they've got to witness something. If there's no demonstration, there is no witness. 
I'm gonna help somebody today. You want to know what's gonna make you a better witness? Is when God starts demonstrating things through you. When oh yeah, when you lay hands on the sick and you see them healed. When you say be ye healed in Jesus' name and God does it. You want to know what it's gonna look like to those people? They're gonna say, My goodness, I've never seen anything like this before. It's because you're being a witness. Is there anybody in the house that wants to be a witness? We got to be witnesses everywhere we go. You know what I think is so interesting right now? We live in a day and age where social media it has all type of benefits and effects for us. And so instead of going out and knocking those doors sometime, people just walk into the doors of our church because they want to see what's going on. But my question for you is, what do they see when they walk into your church? That's my question for you. What do they see when they walk into your church? Are they witnessing anything? Oh, it's getting quiet in here now. It's tight, but it's right. What do they see when they walk through the doors of your church? Do they still see people shouting? Do they still see people running the aisles? Do they still see people dancing around the throne? Do they still see people grabbing their neighbor by the hand and saying today is our day for a breakthrough? What do they see when they come into the house of God in your city? We got to be witnesses, but to be witnesses, we've got to have the power of the Holy Ghost. I want to tell somebody in this house why you've been feeling the way you've been feeling or not feeling the way that you should be feeling. Why you can walk into the house of God and you can keep a straight face. And it takes a service like last night to pull you into a spirit of prayer after the man preached 45 minutes or so trying to pull people out of their pew. I want to tell you why it's not in. I want to tell you I talk to so many people and they're always saying why don't we see what we used to see I want to tell you why we don't see what we used to see oh yeah oh I want to tell you why it takes so long when you finally decide to start praying to actually start feeling God I want to tell you see the interesting thing that we have to consider is while things are running in the background of our lives it's collecting energy from the source that's what's happening but not just energy it's collecting information y'all ever heard of these things called cookies before Except all cookies. How many times have you seen that? You know what those cookies are there for? It's there to collect information about what you're looking at, about what you're entertaining yourself with, so that the next time an ad pops up on your social media profile, it knows exactly what to show to you. I'm going to get right down to where we are. I got a cell phone too. What happens is, is we're voluntarily, we're voluntarily giving information to the adversary of our lives. As he's taking energy out of our lives, he's just collecting data. He's just collecting information from every single thing that you're doing. 
oh yeah don't think it's by accident uh, that that boy or that girl has interest in you and wants you to start opening up to them and telling them everything about you it's not by accident the adversary is collecting data the adversary is getting in your business uh, and finding out your deepest darkest secrets You're talking to somebody that knows it firsthand. I was the guy that was in the church that was told don't date nobody outside the church. And you know what? This crazy guy went ahead and did it anyway. Started telling his secrets to people. Started spreading his secrets to, to, to her. Just trying to please her. You want to know what happened? It ended in calamity for me. The reason why some of you are depressed today it's because you've let the enemy tap into your data source through somebody else I don't know why I'm here right now but I feel a witness of the Holy Ghost to tell you let that relationship go get them out of your face I feel like preaching it hard this morning you better let that boy go before he ends your walk with God you better let that girl go before she ends your walk with God it's not the will of God uh, for you to have them in your life uh, they're just collecting data to destroy you I know what it's like to introduce depression into my own world the reason why some of you are battling with depression is because you introduced it into your own world. You think it's an accident that the prettiest girl wants to talk to you? You think it's an accident that the most handsome boy all of a sudden has this ridiculous interest in you? It's not by accident. The adversary is seeking whom he may devour. I ain't never seen, I ain't never seen something more beautiful than a lion. With the mane and the muscles and the beauty. And they get to walk out into these big landscapes. But you know, that's one of the most dangerous things you could come across. I don't know why I'm stepping in this, but I'm stepping in it now. And since I'm here, I'm going to go ahead and preach about it. You better beware of that beautiful thing that you see walking out there, out in the open. That's caught your attention. You better beware of that thing because in a moment's time, it will turn its head, look towards you, and devour you. And front of everybody you're gonna be nothing but bones you're gonna be nothing but flesh torn flesh you'll be the next illustration and the next message God have mercy help us right now help us right now Holy Ghost it's not God's desire for you to end in calamity it's not the will of God for you to end in calamity. It is his will that every one of us will prosper. It is his will that every one of us will make it to his kingdom. But the sad reality is that there are people standing in this house today. You might not make it. Because the lion doesn't look for the strongest. Who God help us. The lion looks for the weakest. The lion looks for the one that's drained. That don't have any energy. The lion looks for the one that's limping into the house of God. 
the lion starts looking for the one that's content sitting on a pew and not responding when the word of God is going forward. Oh yeah, it's okay. You don't have to respond. The lion's looking for you right now. You don't have to care about what I'm talking about. The lion's looking for you right now. We have so many things running in the backgrounds of our lives. And I just feel like we just need to get more specific today. Is that okay? Will you go with me there for a few moments? How many of you have the Maps app on your phone? As a matter of fact, I would probably guess that a lot of you have Maps pulled up in the background of your phone right now because you had to use it to get here. Here's the issue with that. Sometimes in our lives, we have a really, really, really rough time with this thing called maps. Because the reality of it is, is some of us sitting in this house, you don't know where you're going. You don't know where you're going to be next. You don't know what your next turn is or when it will be your turn. Uh-oh. I come to preach to somebody and tell you that sometimes you got to close that map out in the background of your life. Quit worrying about where you're going. Quit worrying about what the next turn is. Quit worrying about what everybody else is doing next to you. Quit worrying about what street has construction. Quit worrying about the obstacles in the road. You ought to quit worrying about the map of your life because the steps of a righteous man are ordered of the Lord. And it's not his will for the map of your life to pull your power down it's not his will for the map of your soul to pull your power down you've got to leave it in God's hands hey young lady young man you're wanting to go to college go to college get your education but I come to tell you, you better be following the will of God you better be listening to what God's trying to tell you and where God's trying to tell you to go to You can use all the accolades on your resume, but if God wants you to get a good job, guess what, honey? You're going to have a good job. Period. But what happens is so many times in the back of our lives, it's constantly running. Every time we come to service, God, where am I going next? God, where am I going to be next week? God, when am I going to travel? Or it's, well, they're going to take a turn and they're getting off on that exit. When is my turn going to be? <laughs> you see people taking exits before you. You see people turning off the road before you. They're getting to their destination quicker. And you think you're on the wrong route because you're not moving as fast as them. You're not getting elevated as quick as they are. And so that map is just running in the back of your mind all the time. When, where, how, that compass is rolling. Let's go ahead on to the next one. What about this? Now y'all gonna dislike me for this, but I'm gonna preach it anyway. What about this? Social media. If some of you were to open up your apps in your phone right now that are still running in the background, you would probably see a lot of social media platforms. You probably got Facebook running, or if that's not cool enough for you anymore, 
Let's talk about Instagram. Or if that's not cool enough anymore, let's talk about TikTok. TikTok, your time is running out if you keep playing with it. And I ain't just saying it to make some type of phrase. I'm telling you right now, quit playing with that stuff. And y'all don't want me to talk about Snapchat. Anything that you can do, send a picture, send a video, and it'll disappear in a few seconds, you better watch out. You better watch out what you're doing. Uh-oh. What you're doing in secret, it don't matter if it was eight seconds, it's out there. And the enemy's doing this. Watching you. Waiting on you. Just up collecting data. Because once it's out in the cloud, honey, I got news for you. It's in the cloud now. And the people closest to you may not be able to see it, but there's somebody out there that can see everything that you posted everything that you thought you did and your body is the temple oh God help us I want to tell somebody and bring some clarity to somebody's life today to tell you that the agenda of social media is to keep your attention that is the entire goal of social media you ever heard somebody in a video say, okay, thank you guys, like and subscribe. Make sure you turn those notifications on. You ever heard them say that before? You want to know the reason why? It's so that every time you pick up your phone, there's an alert that tells you somebody just posted something on Instagram. Oh, I don't know. Have you ever had those times when you're scrolling through Instagram or you haven't been on for a while and it tells you that so-and-so liked another so-and-so's picture? Why do I care? So-and-so like somebody else's picture. And so they, they shoot it to your phone to tell you. You want to know why? Because those social media platforms are saying, come back, come back, come back. I'm waiting. Come back, come back. If you come back and you post more, people will like you more. If you come back and you post more, people will think you're cool. If you come back, as a matter of fact, what I want you to do this next time you come back is I want you to throw a few filters on and I want you to augment reality for somebody to get them to take a second look at you. I'm so mad at the devil right now, I could kick him in his face. I'm tired of young ladies feeling like you got to throw a filter on your face to make somebody look at you. You're beautiful the way God made you. You don't need the makeup. You don't need the facade. You don't need the filter. You are beautifully, fearfully, and uniquely made. And you ought to... Quit letting social media lie to you and tell you that you got to cut your hair. Quit letting social media lie to you and tell you that you got to wear tighter clothes so people will look at you. It's not the will of God. And I'm talking about you guys too. If there's one thing that has infiltrated this generation, it is perversion and promiscuity. If every picture that you have that you're posting is to make the opposite sex look at you and want you in ungodly ways, you're wrong! Yeah. 
My question is, what is your agenda on your social media? Is it to get people closer to God or is it to get people closer to you? I know it's preaching hard. I know it's hard preaching, but I'm so glad that everybody showed up here in this house because maybe I'm your lifeline today to tell you to quit playing around with it because what's happening, every time you think about it, you want to do this. You know, I'll tell you one thing that gets me. One thing that bothers me so much, and I don't mind y'all doing it. I get it. I, I get it. I get it's a documenting thing, whatever. But during worship service, I see more people getting lost in their phones taking video than I see them getting lost in worship. I can't get you to lift your hands to the king of kings. But if I was to tell you to take your phone out, you, the first thing you would do is raise it up so you can get the video to get the views. What happened, generation? What happened? When we used to come into the house with both of our hands lifted, with no phone involved, with no media involved, with no viewers in the back of our mind. What happened, church, to the time when we came into the house of God and we didn't have so much running in the background? What happened to the time when we could lift our voices to God and we didn't feel like there was a ceiling between us? Where we didn't feel like there was a text message that we just sent between us. Where we didn't feel like there was a relationship that we shouldn't have been in that was between us. What happened? What happened? There's a purity that the Lord wants to bring us back to. There is a call of God to have the real power of the Holy Ghost operating and flowing again. But the sad thing is, is we're all having this tussle with the things that are running in the background of our life. We turn to apps for our information now. We don't ever want to get in the book anymore because we can just look up the spark notes and we can just look up the commentaries and it'll tell us everything we need to know instead of actually getting in the book. But where are the people that would dig down in your word again? That would dig down, oh yeah. You wanna know where we are right now? I'll tell you where we are. You ever had this thing happen to you? Matter of fact, it's right there. You ever had this thing happen to you when your phone gets down to 20% battery? And you have something pop up on your phone. And it says, low power mode. You want to know where some of you have been operating for too long? Low power mode. How does it happen? You've got too much running in the background and it's draining your battery. And so when you come to the house of God, all that's happening is you're running on a percentage of the power that God has for you. That's why you feel the disconnect in church. 
and you can scream at the top of your lungs all you want and you can yell hallelujah all you want but all you're doing is just trying to increase your dead battery to get to the place where you can even feel something but too many of us we've gotten content operating in low power mode let me explain to you what low power mode does low power mode shuts out everything it seems as though your phone is running normal but your light doesn't shine as bright it dims your screen so no matter where you're at, your light can only shine so much if you're in low power mode. You've got all type of stuff that's sitting back there in the background, but guess what? It's not running anymore. It's just sitting there dormant, not moving, not being used. What about your Bible app? When's the last time you opened it up? When you're running in low power mode, what you've got to realize is you are only operating with a fraction of the power or a fraction of the capacity that you have been given. I tell you what's been troubling my heart. Tomorrow, there is an outreach endeavor. We're going to get out there in the streets. We're going to pray for people. We're going to pray people through. It's going to be a great time in the Holy Ghost. But what would happen if we got out of low power mode and we let God recharge us today and we walked into the streets full of power, full of Holy Ghost authority, full of Holy Ghost anointing? How many miracles could we see in a day? How many healings could we see in a day if we operated with the true power that God has for us? What would happen if we really got a hold of the power that God has placed in our lives? What would happen to your church, young person, if you walked in and you weren't operating on low power mode? What would happen if you didn't let yourself get that low and you just operated? You want to know how you do it? You find yourself a place to pray and you say, God, you got to fill me again. That's why you need the Holy Ghost every day because it's recharging you. It's giving you power. It's renewing you every day. It's renewing you every opportunity. Do y'all have that sound bite? I want, you to, I want you to hear something. I want you to hear something. Make sure it's loud for me. I, 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 I want you to hear one thing. And then we're going we're gonna to open up these altars. And the Lord's going to have his way today. Go ahead. Turn it up. How many of you have ever heard that sound before? Go ahead, play it again. Play it one more time for me. I want you to hear this. Play it again. Don't go checking your phones now. You want to know what happens? That's the sound of an amber alert. 
<laughs> it's a sad day when we get Amber Alerts on our phone and everybody sitting around us starts to pull their phone out because they hear that sound. Is there anybody in the building that understands what that sound means? Our first reaction is to get our phone and mute it as quick as we can. We don't even take the time to look at our screens anymore because the sound bothers us. What does the Amber Alert mean? It means somebody is lost. Somebody has been taken. The sad thing is, is it tells you how to identify what they've been taken by, who they've been taken by, and even where they were taken. But you know what's sad for us? Is we have so many spiritual calamities and spiritual abductions and the Amber Alerts are being sent out for souls everywhere. But the first thing we do is we just want to turn our phones off and we don't want to look at the screen. Mute the sound, God. I don't want to hear the cries of their soul. Mute the sound, God. I don't want to see where they got taken away by. Move the sound, God. I don't want to hear it anymore. I don't want to hear the sound of the Amber Alert. God, I don't care about the name. Just don't let me hear the screams I don't care about the soul just don't let it take up my time it's because we're drained it's because we don't care where are the people in the house that would weep for a soul that has been taken by the adversary again where are the people in the house that would care when a soul has been abducted by the enemy these altars are open if you don't pray for any other reason this morning you want to pray for somebody that you know of that's walking around lost maybe you haven't got on your knees and you haven't prayed for them yet but you want to weep for a soul that's lost Your first reaction should not be to mute the sound of the Amber Alert because maybe that's God calling you to a place of prayer. I know we've been talking about prayer a lot, but prayer is a direct lifeline between you and God. And if you don't have prayer, you don't have anything. come on I hear the sound of a soul crying out somewhere saying help me I didn't think it would start out like this but help me because I'm stuck now help me because I've been abducted help me because I don't know where I am. (laughs) 
What vexes me is the fact that there are people standing under the sound of my voice. There's been an amber alert sent out for your soul saying they've been taken. They've been abducted. Where is a youth worker that would seek out a young person and say, I'm not going to let you die like this. That's it, season saying I'm preaching to you this morning. I'm preaching to you this morning. You've been operating on low power mode. And it's not the will of God for you to die that way. It's not the will of God for you to remain drained. There are some of you under the sound of my voice. You're saying, preacher, but I can do what I want. Preacher, I can go where I want to. Preacher, I can act how I want to act. But the scripture said, all things are profitable, but not all things are expedient. In other words, not all things are going to help you move ahead. Not all things are going to help you make progress. And you better quit playing with it before it's your last time. Come on, you don't have to be drained. You don't have to be drained. You don't have to operate in low power mode. You don't have to operate with part of the power. But God intended for you to have power. If you've got the Holy Ghost, it is not his will for you to stay down. It's not his will for you to stay weak. But you ought to say, Jesus, fill me with your power. Jesus, fill me with your anointing again. God, fill my cup. Come on, that's it. Pray today. Come on, that's it. Pray. Come on, it ought to be a time of cleansing. This ought to be a time of commitment to say, God, I'll put down whatever you need me to put down. Some of you need to take that cell phone out and start deleting text messages. Some of you need to take that cell phone out and start deleting apps. Some of you need to take that cell phone out and message that young lady or message that young man and say, we can't talk anymore. We can't do this anymore. You know who you are in the house. Come on, somebody ought to lay your cell phone down on the altar and say, God, this is yours. God, this is yours. Somebody ought to get serious about this thing. Quit turning back around and going back to the same thing. You ought to get serious about it and say, God, if this is a thing that helps me to go further away from you, then I don't want it. I know. I know it's uncomfortable. I know it's uncomfortable, but sometimes it's what you've got to do to get the attention of God. I know it's uncomfortable. I know you don't like it, but you can't walk around drained. You can't walk around powerless. Come on, this is a very personal altar call. This is where you build your own personal altar. This is where you build your own personal commitments. This is where you have your own personal sacrifice. <laughs> God, I'll lay it down if I have to. I'll lay it down if I have to. 
God, I'll let it all go if I have to. If that's what it takes to be used by you, God. If that's what you want from me, that's what I'll do. I'll tell you what we're getting ready to do. If you're praying, keep praying, but, y'all, but I want you to hear me. <clears throat> if you're standing here in the middle, I want you to make a little bit of room for us. I believe in getting very specific with prayers. Because we can come, we can stand here and we can do this. But I believe God's going to do something supernatural for somebody today. I need you to make a little room right here. This is what we're going to do. If you are in this house and you just feel drained, you feel like you've been operating in low power mode. You feel like you, you, you haven't been reaching your capacity for the kingdom. I want you to make your way right here towards the middle, right here. It don't mean you're a dirty, rotten sinner. It don't mean anything like that. You're, you're, you might even be mightily used of God, but you're drained. You don't feel the power like you used to. Scripture says this is the rest. And this is the refreshing. And God is about to bring a flow of refreshing to every one of your hearts. Every one of your, if you want it, God's got it for you today. I want you to raise your hands all across the front here and we're going to pray in the Holy Ghost right now and as we pray in the Holy Ghost God is going to begin to bring refreshing to each and every person ministry if you feel led to go lay hands please go lay hands now is the time to minister now is the time to do it God bring the rest now God bring the refreshing now let the wind of your spirit flow let the wind of your spirit blow across this congregation let there be deep waters of refreshing come on somebody's depression is coming off somebody's depression is coming off of you somebody's depression is coming off right now in Jesus name We curse depression in Jesus' name. We curse oppression in Jesus' name. We curse every lying devil in Jesus' name. You can be used. You can operate. You don't have to live trained. ministry I want you to let God use you today I want you to let God use you today let God flow through you yes yes you may be a parent you may be a chaperone but this is for you too this move of God is for you refresh us God refresh us God renew us God That's it. 
If you feel yourself getting swept away, get swept away. If you feel the water start to flow through you, let it flow through you. Come on, let the Spirit of God flow from the top of your head to the sole of your feet. Come on, yeah, that's it. It's starting to happen now. Come on, it's starting to happen now. It's starting to happen now. Some of you are battling insecurities. Those insecurities do not belong to you. Those insecurities are not yours, but they're insecurities that you have invited into your own world, and it's not the will of God. You don't have to do what those other people are doing. You are enough. You are enough. It's time to take the facade off today. It's time to take the facade off today. Yeah, man. Fill us, God. Give us your power. Fill us, Jesus. Come on, you don't have to wait for a thus saith the Lord moment for you. God's calling you. God's pulling for you. God's after you today. God wants to give you power. Come on, pray in the Holy Ghost until you feel the power flow. Pray in the anointing until you feel the power flow again. Come on, if you need to be renewed in the Holy Ghost, today is your day. It doesn't matter how long you've been gone. Come on. I feel this in the Holy Ghost. There are some people here in the building. God has got greater callings for your life. But you've been feeling drained and you've been feeling like you don't have power. So you push that calling to the side. But this morning, God is going to rebirth the calling inside of you. This morning, God is going to repurpose that calling inside of you. But this time, don't push it to the side. You've got the power. You've got the Holy Ghost. God wants to reignite it in you, prayer warrior. God wants to reignite it in you, prophet. God wants to reignite it in you, singer. God wants to reunite it in you, musician. God wants to reignite it in you, preacher.